exploring the culture, the adventure, and the impact of martial arts. That's what Kung Fu Podcast is all about, and I'm your host, T.W. Smith. Today, we're going to be reviewing the book written by Jonathan Bluestein in 2017, The Martial Arts Teacher, A Practical Guide to a Noble Way. Before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Audible. We're going to listen to an essay about how there are three types of books that make you smarter. Now, I'm going to say there are also three types of books or audible books that can also make you smarter. And if you'd like to take that path, you can go to audibletrial.com forward slash Smith. That's audibletrial.com. And that's where you can get a free 30-day trial, free membership. And that free membership for 30 days includes two audiobooks with two Audible Originals. If you don't like the audiobook you picked, swap it out for free. You can cancel any time. There's no questions asked. So when you're selecting your audiobooks to make you smarter, let's take a listen to the three types that you might want to consider. This was an article written by Mark Marchenko in 2015 on Medium.com. And he says, quote, Reading is good. It makes you smarter. Everyone knows that, right? But no, it is not. People tend to simplify things, and there is a sound reason for that. It is much easier to live if everything around you is categorized and labeled. Some of my students might say, put in its proper box, because this feels good. This is healthy. This is black. This is white. Now, he goes on to say, however, the world is rarely a place where everything can be categorized. This is also true in reading or listening. The process itself is nothing more than a way of consuming information. No one says that, well, listening is good on its own. It makes you smarter. The treasure actually lies in which type of information you consume through listening or reading. Mark says that there are three genres of book that will make you smarter. And I'm going to add on to it, broaden a little bit, just like he did some, to include information that, you know, well, like you're listening right now. The first genre is biographies. Now, here are some of the benefits you get from the biographies of interesting people. Biographies help you learn from other people's mistakes. You learn about their tough choices and the turns in the road. These are real people that share their challenges. Each person brings their own unique problems to bear while you get a behind-the-scenes look into someone's life. Biographies demonstrate to you the more important cause and effect relationships that dictate much of what our world is all about. People want to believe that what eventually happens to them is completely random and unpredictable. But in truth, the writing was on the wall. Gravity works. Every action has a reaction. This world operates according to certain laws, which are sometimes counterintuitive. Good biographies allow us to learn these laws. See them when you abide by them and when you don't. The second genre is sci-fi high quality. Now, Mark qualifies his argument that there are many of the sci-fi shows that are not worth a crap. And in his examples, he's only referring to what he calls high quality sci-fi that you're going to be able to identify with with the following qualities. High-quality sci-fi poses the most important questions for all of humanity. For example, what kind of future awaits for us? Does it really make sense to do what we do in a greater perspective? 
You can view these qualities from a different side or perspective, very much out-of-the-box thinking. And the last quality of good sci-fi is that it boosts your intelligence and enlightenment levels. Did you know that the following things listed were invented only after they were first introduced into sci-fi? Submarines and tanks, authors Jules Verne and Herbert Wells. Credit cards, introduced by Edward Bellamy. The Internet, introduced by William Gibson. And as well, antidepressant drugs, introduced by Aldo Huxley. When you digest quality sci-fi, you are acquiring knowledge on math, physics, astronomy, and information technologies. But you can also get a glimpse of what the world may look like in the future. Then the third genre is communicating and networking books. Not the business-oriented how-to network book. He encourages you to find materials that are, quote, dedicated to networking, public speaking, and developing a set of communication skills, end quote. So, if those are our three genres of materials that make you smarter, biographies, sci-fi, and communications, then what does that have to do with martial arts? Professor Juckins wrote that there are primarily two categories of martial arts books. There are the books of martial arts, and these are part of the history, the culture, sociology, and expressive aspects of the martial arts books. Then there is the much bigger, broader, how-to books category. These books delve into the technical aspects of the system, much like the how-to networker, how to get more prospects book. But they are normally aimed at beginning to mid-level practitioners of a particular style or a system. Now, as a sidebar, if you notice, Kung Fu Podcast often does not fall into the how-to section. The work today with Jonathan Bluestein will fall into the smaller of martial art category. So let me tell you about the martial arts teacher book, A Path to a Noble Way. After reading the book and making several highlights and notes, this book has components of a biography with some of Jonathan's personal experiences and mistakes openly discussed. It also touches on some cultural components as he teaches in Israel and has a law background as well. There is also a very deep communicational component to his book. In fact, I would say a majority of this work is about communication at various levels instructors to students, students to instructor, and student to student. Bluestein states in the very first paragraph of the introduction, quote, Perhaps you've picked up this book so that you can make more money with your martial arts teaching. Then it seems you have the wrong book in your hands. Surely this book can aid you in becoming more financially successful. However, that is not the main point of it, though. This book is about helping you, a fellow colleague, to a better version of yourself in both your professional sphere and as a human being. The world of martial arts is big enough for everybody. I want people such as yourself to be better. I want our entire society of martial artists as a whole to become better. This is not rooted in financial success, but in education." So this book is directed toward the martial arts instructors with the scope of being the book on strategies and nuances to direct yourself and your martial arts school. But it's not the same as many other types of programs or books that are on this fast track to help you gain financial success. 
this particular book has a much deeper scope for you to consider. To the financial concern, Bluestein points to a lesson from Benjamin Franklin where he states the greatest obstacles to financial achievements and accomplishments in one's life are usually not found in external causes, but in the lack of cultivation of oneself. The 283-page paperback is a light read and it's perfect carrying size. I have it in my backpack right now. It is also written in big, nice font with good readability space between the lines and the words, and that's important to an older set of eyes like mine. It's also made it much more enjoyable for me to read, and I can get more pages written because my eyes don't get so tired out. Short chapters are part of Jonathan Bluestein's writing style, like in his other work, Researching the Martial Arts. It also helps in the ease of reading, helps stay on topic, Bluestein does a good job connecting from one chapter to the next so that you can grab the book and just read a couple of chapters or sit down and start at the beginning and read it through to the end. Currently, the book has a five-star rating on Amazon, and all the reviews that I read were from verified purchases. So what is this book trying to achieve? What is uh, Jonathan hoping for us? And he stated in his introduction he wants us to find better versions of ourselves. But as you read his work, what I believe you're going to find is that he is continuing to work on the same things himself. Mr. Kaufman wrote in his review that, quote, This book reminds us teachers what we need the most. When you become a martial arts teacher, falling into the know-it-all trap is easy. This is especially true if you really know your martial art well. Then comes along a book like this. It makes you realize that you still got a whole lot to learn about the martial arts and teaching, too. There is no stone left unturned in this book. The author delves into the teaching craft and describes it comprehensively. Any missing aspects would be the silly stuff like children's birthdays parties and the cynical money-grabbing tactics. The author instead fills the void with a lot of insight into Asian philosophy and culture and how they are relevant and can help a martial arts school. The wording is clear and the language is engaging, so even the complex can come across with ease. Because of the breadth of this work, it is a bit challenging to describe, but it will definitely exceed your expectations if you have been reading of the martial arts literature before. It is a cut above. Well, the first chapter of his book captures one of the first aspects of being a martial arts teacher, titled, all eyes on you. He writes, you are a performing martial artist and expected to entertain. Accept that reality and your profession will change forever, End quote. I believe he chose the word entertain carefully and correctly. Good teachers of anything teach you not just the facts, but engaging stories and examples. If you want to be a good teacher, don't cram your material down the students' throats like some poor history teacher cramming all the dates and events of the revolution down your throat. Know your material well enough to make it fun. I admire that trait, for example, in Ian Abernathy. He teaches very intensely, but it's always fun. And Umerswa has a very fun and light heart, and you can see his dedication and transparency in his work as well. Now, Jonathan relies on several life experiences as he shares his points. He does a great job in sharing a point and a story that relates to it. For example, he will share a large aspect of his stories from his background in the Chinese martial arts. 
It was very pleasing for me to read how many parts of his school run just like mine, in more of a traditional Chinese martial arts manner. His background in law, the culture of Israel, and previous teachers all lay excellent background to his stories so that they can have their own texture. His chapters on his not just a business, it's a community, also really resonated with me. I believe in that fully. Uh, when Ando Merzwa came here, that's one of the first things that he noticed. It's about a community. And that Jonathan's chapter on the flow of teaching in martial arts gives you clear concepts on the quality and the nature of our martial arts teaching. Well, one of the general problems this book addresses is described very well by a gentleman named Mac in his review. He also shares with you why it's a good idea to make a book like this one as part of your reference materials. He says, quote, I am a martial arts teacher of over 30 years, and this book reminds me that there is always more to learn. I have a lifelong obsession with learning and growing, and in the dedication to develop my skills and passion to pass them on. I learned where I've been shortening my students. This book is about teaching martial arts and could easily translate into teaching in general. I am glad to have read this and will be referring to it as I make adjustments." This comment led me to the chapter on page 103 titled, What Do They Really Want? Bluestein couches this chapter with the traditional approach to passing down information. It was passed down from the master to the apprentice blacksmithing, medicine. It was all done this way. Then he writes, quote, Today, most professions and fields of interest have lost this important method. People tend to get a formalized education in a sterile, homogeneous environment, or they simply make up whatever they like as they go. Martial arts are one of the most respectable occupations in which teachers still commonly follow the old school of learning. Be appreciative of this. For you, wherever you may be, you are, as a martial arts teacher, the keeper of a flame and the living representative of something greater than yourself. Jonathan will go into other specific points of the operations as well. For example, the chapters on park bait, which is a wonderful memory reviver of how I first started this school, and how the methods work, its shortcoming and rewards, and his descriptions were literally identical to the same things that I experienced. He also goes into an interesting component of approaching your curriculums. And this was on page 88 where he tackles ways to approach a curriculum, which in the Chinese martial arts can be rather tough unless you decide just to follow our Japanese counterparts. What Jonathan considers critical components of the curriculum is the ability to provide basic training first. His observation that I totally agree with is that many martial arts schools start their training with too much complexity or demands on strength or balance. You may have some that can go immediately into basic training, but you may do well to have pre-basic training for those who may need simpler and less demanding beginnings. Other components of how to approach a curriculum are shared in this chapter that are great for you to consider when you're trying not just to build a curriculum, but trying to build a community as well. Jonathan also has an excellent chapter on contracts and payments. It's also very interesting, 
My school has ran the same way as Jonathan describes. I've never really had contracts in my school. Most of my students have been with me from anywhere from 2 to 14 years. Jonathan says plainly, quote, contracts are replacement for trust, end quote. Now, I'm not saying that you should not have contracts. There are many times I regretted not having something more formal in writing. As time and experience goes by, trust is earned in both directions. So you may consider having a contract, or what we have here is not a contract, it's not legally binding, it's an agreement, so we understand each other. But for the first few years, we have this agreement, and then after that, we don't need it anymore. Trust should have been earned and exchanged between the both of us. And when it comes to working with students, setting some level of expectations, discipline is one of the traits that we often have to work with. This review says, quote, The author, speaking of Jonathan, provides a very candid guide to the way to be a successful teacher of martial arts. Bluestein cites his personal experiences and his code of ethics in conveying to the reader the desired balance between compassion and discipline. He writes about the ways to maintain a positive environment and atmosphere in a martial arts academy, as well as the pitfalls that must be avoided. As both a student and a newly appointed instructor in one of the martial arts, I found Bluestein's advice to be invaluable." End quote. Discipline is an area that many instructors will struggle with. Too rigid, and it becomes a military school when it doesn't have to be. Too lax, and the chances of injury go up exponentially. Bluestein gives you his takes on discipline throughout the book. There isn't one chapter that is titled Discipline. It is a characteristic that he'll refer to many times over throughout the book. In fact, if I was going to have one criticism on the book, is that there is no keyword index. Jonathan does a fabulous job referencing in his footnotes, but I believe any additional volumes of this book should have a keyword index so that I could go back and find his key points. For example, discipline. Since there is no digital version of the book, which I'm going to actually talk with him about, that makes finding some references difficult when you're finished reading, which is going to lead me to one of the areas that martial arts have the most debate is what is right or appropriate at various levels. Jonathan starts the chapter on page 262 titled, Fakes and Charlatans. Quote, Someone once asked, How many martial artists does it take to change a light bulb? The answer, five. One to change the light bulb. One to say that this was not the right technique for changing the light bulb. One to claim that his method of changing the light bulb would not work on the street. One to suggest that this lineage is no good at changing light bulbs. And one to insist that he's the only one who knows the secret way to change the light bulb properly. So the one who supposedly did change the bulb must have faked it somehow. Well, look, out of those five, by all means, be the one that actually changes the light bulb rather than the other four. As we have seen throughout the history of martial arts training, we are likely to hang our hat on what is practical. But practical to what end? Do you have a list of objectives that you can meet through the use of your techniques? Which is why the chapter on fakes and charlatans segues beautifully into the next one, the naysayers, where Bluestein is going to give you some guidance on how to deal with those people who only want to tear you down. 
What is critical about the naysayers chapter is the context. It is in the context of you being a martial arts instructor and handling a skeptic, naysayer, cynic, doubter, or any other synonym for the same behavior. This is important because how you handle it will contribute to defining you. If you do a quick lookup, you're going to see these hacks for dealing with naysayers. And they're going to offer you some tips like, well, just ignore them, tune them out, or don't engage in the discussion, or surround yourself with enablers. I would categorize these tips as exactly that, useless hacks, foo-foo, and would contribute more to your demise as a martial arts teacher than forward movement. In developing Kung Fu Podcast, for example, I shared several examples of criticisms that were launched at me when I first began this program. My accent is too Southern. My pronunciation of Chinese is incorrect, as if there was out of, what, 50 dialects. Sometimes I get long-winded. Well, you know, that doesn't happen. <laughs> but anyway, the point being is that, you know, instead of ignoring them, I engaged them. And I didn't surround myself with only the people who like southern long-winded accents. I did the opposite. I responded to these folks, thanking them for listening to the program, for giving me their input, and taking the time to share it with me and acknowledge that I have plenty of room to improve and I'm going to be working on it. How you handle your critics, particularly in public, or more in particularly when you're supposed to be the leader of a class or a workshop, will speak volumes about you and learn what you need to do for you to be engaging. Don't ignore them, but figure out a way to get yourself through these challenges. And confidence will help you a lot. So in the conclusion of this, Will wrote in his review, quote, The Martial Arts Teacher is the second book by Jonathan Bluestein. This book has a much clearer focus than his first book, Research of Martial Arts. In a nutshell, it covers the various aspects of being a good teacher. The writer uses a varied approach covering topics of psychology, philosophy, Confucianism, and life coaching. The book is aimed at being a guide for potential martial arts teachers. If you're setting up a school for the first time, or if you are a teacher looking to improve on how to run your classes, this book can offer you a lot of material to ponder. The role of the teacher, how to teach and manage your class, dealing with different kinds of students, etc., it's all covered. At some points, however, I do feel the writing style to be somewhat informal for my liking. Certain anecdotes or opinions would probably be better left omitted as the tone comes across slightly condescending. This is only my opinion, however, and some people may really connect with this style. End quote. This is an excellent synopsis of the book. If you are a long-time teacher or just starting to teach, there is some real good information in this work, and you'll be able to reference it many times over. Yes, Jonathan's writing style is less formal than most other documents that I share here, and there are a few sections that do come across as cutting. However, when I reread the book and considered the objective of the direction, then those occasional impressions are far outweighed by the sincerity the open stories, and the honest reflections about what contributes to becoming an excellent martial arts teacher. Now, I'll put a link in your show notes. It'll be on the website for you as well. Don't forget that if you're interested in getting yourself an Audible book, you can find that at 
audibletrial.com forward slash Smith and sign yourself up for a 30-day free membership and get yourself two audiobooks at the same time. Also, thank you so much for those of you who contribute and support this program. Whether you do that at patreon.com or you become a member over at Kung Fu Podcast, I greatly appreciate it. It helps each and every day to put these podcasts together and many more episodes to come. So keep in mind that as you're practicing martial arts, respect goes a long way. Treat people with respect and expect to be treated with respect and put a firm line down about it. Do not let anybody treat you in a demeaning manner, nor do you ever want to treat someone that way. Think about the three genres of things that make you smarter. Biographies, high-quality sci-fi, and books on communicating and network. They can really make a difference on how you think about things. Have a fantastic practice today, and I look forward to talking with you again real soon.